everybody, and welcome back to Toddler Purgatory. I'm Molly Lloyd. And I am Blair Brooks. And we are what? Part two. Part two of Nobody Told Me That. You know, some movies you have to see part one in order to understand part two. But in this case, you know, really. Not this one. I mean, go ahead. Go on back and listen to part one because it's good. We um, posted on Facebook asking people for... The things they wish they knew about parenting our kids under six that they didn't know and that really would have helped them. And we got an amazing amount of responses. And yeah, we dug into it in part one and then we're going to continue digging into it in part two. Because there's just so much. There's so many things that people just don't tell you. Yes, exactly. We are getting into a little thing we like to call and most people call potty training. (laughs) That was, that's not actually them pottying. That's how I feel about potty training. You feel fart noise about it. Yes. Potty training is a thing. A huge thing. I mean, so many opinions on the playground from people, some of which are so helpful, right? Sharing knowledge. Heck yes. Yeah. And some things not so helpful. Some things a lot not helpful. All right. So my son, who's four and a half now, he started showing a lot of interest around two and a half. Okay. And I had heard, which I think was something I heard that was helpful. Things everybody tells you, (laughs) but I guess not everybody. But what I did hear is don't feel rushed because every kid is different. Mm -hmm. And that really helped because, I mean, let's be honest. So many people have opinions about when you should start, when you shouldn't start. People having pride because their kid did it at 18 months and people feeling shame because their kid didn't do it until three or three and a half or four. And I think once I took that blanket of worry and shame and guilt off or tried to, because Mm -hmm. we're all trying to be the best parent we can be, that took some pressure off. So. My son really started to show interest, asking questions, going over to the toilet, you know, all that kind of thing, mm. so asking about underwear, because he also was in a classroom for two to three year olds at his school that he still goes to, where some kids were in underwear and some kids were in diapers. So he was curious, asking questions, all that kind of stuff. So we did see some signs that he might be ready. And so we did the four day method, the oh crap method. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It took six weeks. So <laughs> four days is. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. This is going to take a long time. <laughs> uh, and it did. And that's OK. But we did start it off with that. I read that book, which I found very helpful. The oh, crap method. And we started on a Friday and did the whole thing through Monday, you know, trying to have him with, you know, essentially pantsless the whole time. And every time we started to. You know, see something happening. We'd run him over, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. And it worked pretty well. But then once he went back to school and that kind of thing, it's hard to be as dedicated to it. Totally. Because he went back to school that Monday or Tuesday. I think we kept him out of school two days, Friday and Monday, to do it. His teachers were incredibly supportive. And then it took a little while for him to get used to it. We got lucky he was pretty good about holding it throughout the night within a couple months, which was pretty good. So he did wear night trainers for quite a while. Well, not a quite a while. I'd say a couple months. And then he just kind of figured it out and started holding it throughout the night. And we've never had too much of a problem with accidents after that. That's great. But he also, like, literally the other day didn't make it to the bathroom. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it is a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. And I have a dear friend who has four kids And he said, we had an extensive conversation about potty training, of course, as parents do. (laughs) And he said, every kid was so different. One of his kids, he said to, I believe it was his son, he said, oh, does he have three kids? I can't remember. Anyway, he said, at some point, he just said to him, hey, 
And his son said, yeah. And he goes, from now on, you got to go bathroom in the toilet, okay? And his son goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the extent of their potty training. I mean, sometimes that's what you got to give yourself like that. You got to give your kid that, like... Maybe if you just say, hey, listen, this is what you need to do. They're just like, oh, yeah, go, yes. Yeah. Why'd you say like two months ago? I want to know that. Now. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, we're here to tell you that potty training is blank and hard. Mm-hmm. We have three listeners of the podcast on the What Fresh Hell podcast Facebook page, which we encourage you to join. I love it. Chelsea and Leah and Michelle all said essentially the same thing. No one mentioned how long it can go for mm-hmm. and how up and down it is. Mm-hmm. So give yourself some grace. Give your kids some grace. No need for punishment, just figuring it out. And Loretta, one of our listeners, said, everyone had an opinion, and when my son was ready, it made it so much easier than pushing him, which is great. Another listener said, sometimes they initiate it, and they are still not ready. I mean, every kid is so different, it's wild. Still. And then another listener named Molly, great name, (laughs) said, I severely underestimated how many times I would have to clean poop out of the bathtub. Oh my (laughs) gosh. That is it. No one tells you that. That little Snickers bar, that little mini Snickers bar floating on by. That is not a, what is, or is my, when they're both in the tub together, my older one's like, she pooped in the tub again. (laughs) Oh no. And I'm like, oh. That is the call of the wild right there. (laughs) Oh. It's a real bummer. It is. Literally. But what is it? Do you think they just get relaxed? In the bathtub, it must be. Yeah, I think they get relaxed. I mean, we have to do like a potty before we get into the tub. That's how many times I have done the poop scoop. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. And then Carly, another listener, said a great thing, which I loved and is so true. Blair, never stop buying baby wipes even after potty training. Nope. I just put in an Amazon order for like 50 more packs. You did. Mm-hmm. I sure did. Mm-hmm. You know what I made the mistake of doing? Nobody ever told me. Don't buy the refillable ones. Nope. If you're going to not put them in like a wet wipe or whatever a box, because then it has that little tab. I'm sure listeners are hearing this and being like, yeah, no kidding, Molly. But not necessarily. I did it too. Yeah. It's that the soft top. Doesn't work. They're like the, how do you say it? The tab that you pull up. The tab. The sticky tab. Yeah. Yeah, the sticky tab. And then they're like, you just restick it. Just restick it. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. They will dry up. At least the top half. They will dry up. Cookie crumbs will get on it. Yes. Raisins. All kinds of stuff will get stuck to that tab. It will not close up. They will dry out. So you have to get the hard tab one. Get the hard tab. You've got to get the hard tapped ones. Yes. The body of it can be soft, but you have to have the hard closing mechanism on top. Get that hard top. Do not waste your money. I wasted so many packs that were soft topped. Of We use like pamper sensitive or whatever. And in the mm-hmm. car, we use just regular wet wipes type things. But oh boy. And then also get listeners. This is what nobody told me. But I did get them as gifts. So here we go. You know, the wipe things. What is it? XOXO? Is that what it is? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. But they have the holder or the weight. Or OXO. Is it OXO or XOXO? OXO. One of those. I can't remember. The ones that make the ladles, the soft ladles and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's OXO. That's it. What if it's pronounced OXO and we didn't know? <laughs> or <laughs> But they have the weight of, you know, they had like the wipe weight. So every time you pull out a wipe, it's just one and it's not five bajillion. Wait, so you put it, is it like a reusable holder for wet wipes? Yeah, it's just like a, it's a wipe holder. And I think I've seen that like hanging off. You can get the ones that are hanging off your stroller kind of thing. No, 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 not that one. This is like for at home. Oh, okay. Like a wipe holder box. Got it. 
and you get the one the weight. Just get the weight. Get the weighted one. <laughs> get the weighted one because it will help you when you have those poopy messes, mm-hmm. right? When the poop is everywhere. Yeah. And you could just reach in there, get one wipe, two wipes, three wipes, and not and not a huge like magician scarf of wipes coming out. <laughs> it just keeps coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Great, that's a hot tip. We could have a whole podcast episode on wipes alone. Sheesh. Yeah. They're so and they're so good. I keep them everywhere. And also when my son like is having a squeezy yogurt tube on the way to preschool and inevitably gets it on his clothes or the top of the, you know, the chest connector of the car seat. Grab a wipe. Just grab a wipe, kid. Do me a flave. Reach Get over. It. Pull that wipe out. Yeah. I forgot to say this one thing. <laughs> no, there's no possible way to read all the literature on potty training and the books and the methods no, and then this. So many. But I will say this one thing, this one mistake that I made. And I read it after the fact. Somebody said, you know how there's all different kinds of portable potties that you can use? Not even portable potties like for the mm-hmm. car, but, you know, the little a training potty. So I, of course, was like, I'm going to get the most <laughs> fun one. I'm going to get the Elmo one, which is super fun. Don't get me wrong. Elmo's there. And I thought it would be encouraging because <laughs> it's like, hooray. I don't even remember what it says anymore because it's been two years. But it's like, you did it. Hooray. And then when you push the flush, it makes a flushing noise, even though it's actually you just dump it out like every other training toilet. But it was so cute. <laughs> what I did not realize, they, I read this thing and they were like, get whatever brand of toilet you want. But keep it plain because it shouldn't be, you know, a silly thing or it shouldn't be right. like a toy, thought of as a toy. It's a functional thing, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's right because my son would just sit on that toilet and just press that flush. <laughs> you did it! Hooray! <laughs> and then the weirdest level on this toilet, those of you who have it know, you flush it and Helmo just does this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a laugh. And I'm like, I wonder if my son thinks he's like making fun of him. Like, <laughs> you call that poop? <laughs> You're never going to get this. And I think I like had a couple nightmares. And then a friend of mine and a fellow actor said that she that was her also her potty training toilet. And she brought it. She had to bring it on the plane because she was in the middle of potty training with her three year old. She had to bring it on the plane. <laughs> and so they she would go and like go towards the bathroom, but she couldn't put the Elmo toilet in there with the toilet something. <laughs> so she had to kind of keep the door open. And she was like so embarrassed because as the kid was sitting there, of course, he's pushing, pushing, pushing. <laughs> you did it. Hooray. It's coming from the back of the plane. She was like, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. So anyway, it's so cute. But I did think that it was distracting. Yeah. So that was something that. Somebody did tell me or an article told me after the fact that I I actually did think there's something to that is maybe get the plainest toilet you can so that it becomes a functional thing, not a toy. That makes so much sense. And along those lines, here's something that nobody told me that I found on my own is that they have these biodegradable bags right? Mm-hmm. That you can flush their liners. The liners for the porta potty. I mean, portable potty, not a porta potty. Portable. <laughs> Don't go buy a porta potty for your child. Or like steal it from a construction site. <laughs> your child needs something smaller. Just something small. Keep it small, gang. Keep it small. <laughs> <laughs> but they have these liners. Yeah. So I would line the toilet yeah. with it and just take that bag out. It's like a doggy poop. Yeah. 
like a doggy poop bag. Perfect. We got one of this, and I read about this, I think, somewhere that really helped me. And I, I wish I remembered the brand name of it, but it's if you're looking for something to bring in the car or like my friend Casey who <laughs> brought her Elmo training toilet on the plane. <laughs> what might work is these toilet seats that have like legs that either can flip out for the top of a toilet. Like if you have to stop at a rest area on a road trip or whatever, yeah. they can rest on the side of the toilet. So they're a little yes. toilet seat for the bums, or you can snap them down and lock them in place so that they can be on their own so that the liner of it kind of goes over the top of the seat and then catches the peas or poops. And we used it both ways. It was so helpful. So yeah, so we had you know, the regular training toilet at home. And then we had that portable thing that comes with a bag and liners and everything. I got the travel just like covers, like potty covers. And these are godsend. And I tell you why. What does that mean? Tell me more. They're just like a cover. You know, like the ones like those like flimsy. Oh, toilet seat covers like at the airport. Yes. Yeah. The real flimsy ones that you have to pull out five of them. Yeah. Because they all rip in order to get <laughs> and don't pull them out with a wet hand because <laughs> they will disintegrate in your hand. <laughs> Totally. But these are so much better. They're kind of like cloth-like, disposable, and they're huge. They come, like, they're very compact, and you just, like, you know, rip them open. They're very big. And it's helpful because nobody tells you that your child will just grip any side and all sides of a toilet seat in public, right? Because they got to help hold themselves up. But those are the things that like I did not calculate in my adult mind because my feet touch the floor, yada, yada, yada. Yes. I don't have to prop myself up. So these toilet seat covers are so clutch because when you're using a public toilet, they cover it fairly far down. So your kid's not touching miscellaneous poop crumbs. Did you say they're reusable or they're disposable? They are disposable. Absolutely. Got it. Dispo Z-Bell. I mean, I don't like to do too much waste, but when your kid is potty training and you are out in public, you kind of need all the things in order to... You need all the things. You can get. So you might be a little bit wasteful those first few few years. I was going to say, and also it is for a limited time only. Limited time only. For so many things, it is... Much like the clothing they wear. (laughs) Limited time only. Yeah. Yeah. If you go thrifting, how many times do you go to a thrift store and see children's clothes with tags on them? With tags on them. Yep. Or perfect condition. No tag. Because the parent was like, you know what? I'm going to cut off this tag. This is it. These are going to be shorts my kids are going to wear. Never wore them. (laughs) Not even. Because when you find them, you're like, oh, I had these. Let me just put them on. And they can't even get one of their little fat little piggy chicken nugget feet in that yep can't even do it much less over their butt and you can't believe it you're like oh so back to the thrift store it goes in perfect condition condition. good luck aye 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 hey Blair we gotta take a break okay but when we come back we're gonna be talking about all the awesome tips on giving your child choices Mm. that we read on the Facebook page and have experience in our own life stick around yes get ready for that choice we hope you make the choice to come right back (laughs) It's January, and for me, that means New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you, but eating more healthy foods is always on the top of my goal list. Eating healthy is now easier with Hungry Root, and right now, Hungry Root is offering Toddler Purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Hungry Root makes it easy to eat healthy. They support all the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan-vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and others. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh 
fresh, high quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. I love that Hungry Root recommends recipes and groceries based on my taste. I like to take their suggestions and I always love what I get. My favorite are their burritos. I can quickly heat up a burrito and have lunch with no hassle. Right now, Hungry Root is offering toddler purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com toddler to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com toddler. Don't forget to use our link so they'll know we sent you. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Welcome back to Toddler Purgatory. Today we're talking about things that nobody told us. Part two. So many things. And what we're going to kick off this section with is, you know what? This is <laughs> so universal for so many ages, but particularly toddlers. Ugh. Giving choices. How do we handle giving choices to tiny humans with big opinions? And they are so good at saying N-O. That's the first thing that comes to mind. First thing that, not a yes. Nope, just no. You don't even know what I'm asking you. No. Okay, cool. Just a no. So we got so many wonderful things on the What Fresh Hell Facebook page when we posed this question of what are some things that nobody told you. And so Abigail is a listener who said, pick your battles. Give choices that you can live with too. They will grow out of it and bigger kids have bigger slash more serious issues to work through. Ugh. Looking forward to that. Hashtag not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But yes, you know, I do identify with what she's saying. Pick your battles. Sometimes my son and I get into it and all of a sudden, if I am able to take a breath and a step back and ask myself, is this important? Mm -hmm. And if I'm able to say, no, nah, that <laughs> calms me down. One way I always look at it is, what will I remember in 10 years? Is this a moment that I want my kid and I to remember in 10 years? No, I don't. <laughs> like, I, Come on. So pick your battles, I think. Yeah, give choices that you can live with, too. Okay, let's, let's take a step back and look at this again. Yeah, I wish I was like that. I pick my battles in that I will fight with them tooth and nail, and then I'll just, like, give up, and then I'll just be like, I'm tired, bye. Right, or I don't even let it start. Sometimes I'm just like, if there's a brewing battle... I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm checking out of this. Especially if they're fighting with each other. I'm like, you guys have to figure this out. I'm out. Yeah. Coffee is calling my name. I'm out. I just don't. Yeah. I just, I'm like, Oof. you're choosing your battles. I am. I do. I, so I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Pick my battles. Well, you know, another listener named Lillian, I thought had a really great suggestion, which I am going to take away with me from this. She says, never ask a question that can be answered with a no. Oh, that's You smart. will get a no. You'll get a yes. No. They want You'll control. Get no. They're going to say even, no. Yes. Even if they mean yes, they will say no. They'll say no. And she says, this was the cause of 75% of meltdowns when the kids were little. <laughs> mm -hmm. Man, I love that tip. That's so smart. That's a hot tip. Thanks, Lillian. Yep. This or this, right? This or this, not do you want blank. Right. So that's great. I loved that. That is one thing that I do do is when, especially the little one, 
who is she came out saying no Mm -hmm. you know right like the doctor pulled out she's like no put me back (laughs) some newborns say no no not today no are you kidding no (laughs) but i do with her is that when i see that she's just like knowing me to death i'm just like okay listen this is what we're going to do let me tell you what we're gonna do and i will put two things in front of her like you can choose this or you can choose like if we're like dressing she's like side note my daughter calls her pants bad guys <laughs> hold up wait up straight up really what are her shirts called like shirts dress everything is as it is but her pants in particular are called bad guys and she will compliment her bad guys she'll compliment your bad guys mama i like your bad guys <laughs> Where did this come? I have no clue where it goes. That's something no one tells you, that your kids will just make up stuff out of the blue. And it took me forever. Like, she was losing her mind over the pants that she's wearing. And she's like, I don't want any bad guys. I want my bad guys. And I'm like, what are bad guys? Anyway, I just had to share that. I actually had to, like, get that off my chest. You know, it's funny about pants. My little guy, one time when he was, like, three years old... I got him dressed or something and, and his pants were a little too high. And I go, oh, look at your pants are so high. You look like a grandpa. <laughs> and from that moment on, he refuses to have his pants at his natural waist. He pulls them down to the top of his hips and says, no, no, mama, I don't want to look like a grandpa. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I broke my child. Oh, let's just add that to the therapy list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just... I can't believe it. And I guess that's something nobody ever told me is that Mm -hmm. like, well, they hear everything. And also, you know, words matter, but also something that seems offhand to you. Right. Could make an impact that you had no idea about. Huge. You had no clue. It's happened to me so many times that I can't even like think of a time. But that is something nobody tells you. Yeah. You can literally break your child unintentionally. Completely unintentionally. I had no idea if I could take back that. One comment I made a year and a half ago, I would. Right? It's interesting. So now he wears his pants. And especially us, because we're like, boo, 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 boo. You know, like funny. Oh, yeah, being goofs. Funny ladies. You know, I want to be that funny mom. Yeah, being goofs. And it's like, oh, God, I just broke my son's will. Which is so funny because, like, his grandpas are his favorite people. So part of me is like, what do you care? You love your grandpas. But he he must have gotten something from it. And I never laugh at him or anything. So it wasn't as if I was laughing at him. I was goofing with him. And I, it was interesting. That was a interesting moment for me to note. I said, okay, my kids got some sensitive aspects I need to be aware of without coddling him. Right. One of our other listeners, Amy, she says that you don't have to give them crayons, paint, etc. If you don't feel like cleaning it up, there are plenty of other ways to let them play. And I agree. <laughs> Again, I'm a patient woman, but I also don't like mess. I don't like to clean up a mess. I don't. So, yes, yeah. there are plenty of things to play with. It doesn't always have to be messy. Right. Which is funny because we do feel this pressure sometimes, I think, as parents where we're like, okay, they get home from daycare at 3.30 or whatever from school. Mm -hmm. Bedtime is 8. How do I fill those four and a half hours? It has to be constructive, yet educational, yet fun. So we have these, you know, or we try to have these, if we're able to, stashes of art supplies and, and things that'll 
light up their minds <laughs> whatever you know <laughs> like today's the day that i you know make my kid a monet you know like this he's gonna be the next monet although i think monet had a lot of issues so maybe we don't want to wish for that but you know i mean as far as artistic talent just a couple <laughs> yeah i feel like maybe if we sometimes take that pressure off ourselves to not have that pinterest moment with our kids yeah and especially like during the pandemic too that's when i was like <gasps> like at the very beginning i was like oh my god as soon as i saw them put like the caution tape around the playground i was like uh-oh we're in trouble we're in trouble yeah <laughs> so i was like okay so i just went i went to michael's and i was just like and i got all this stuff we made slime we did finger painting and what happened i just ended up cleaning all that stuff up and i was like no thank you and that's when disney plus subscription <laughs> came. yeah if it's a day when you were like hard no on cleanup you can find other ways to do stuff to entertain them heck yeah and don't you dare guilt yourself don't you do it you pour yourself a nice cup of hot tea and you Throw them somewhere with some... Yeah, puzzles aren't too uh, bad. A puzzle or turn on that Disney Plus and you <laughs> kick your feet up and you relax because you're not cleaning up a dad gone thing. One other listener, Sylvia, said something. Give them yes as much as you can because someday they're not even going to be asking, right? They're going to be on their phones and not wanting to even go on a Starbucks run with you. <laughs> but give them yes as much as they can. So for her, she said, it was a taxing transition as I figured out how to strike a healthy balance. Previously, I was running ragged with all the yeses. So I guess that's kind of part of what we're talking about, too, about this cleanup thing, about you don't have to set them up with all this messy stuff, which, of course, is encouraging creativity, etc. There are other ways to have a creative moment for your kids. And also, yeah, find that balance. Say yes when you can, but also we're trying to build happy, healthy humans here and also keep yourself happy and healthy. I was going to say, and yeah, I need to be a happy, healthy human too. Yes. Yeah. So don't make sure you take care of yourself too. And listen, here's my thing too. And especially when I was in the throngs of like a two and a half year old and a newborn and I would be like, heavy bags under my eyes haven't showered in who knows how long and you know you have these people just coming up to be like oh it only lasts so long enjoy this time and i'm like yeah i get it but i'm also i am spent i am done i'm so done that i can't enjoy it this time right. you know what in fact i'm not enjoying this time and then you know of course that's how i wanted to like communicate with us like, oh yeah okay oh was it fun for you all right then you take this stroller and you take this other child and you go to target right and get what you need to do you know like so what i'm gonna tell you that a lot of people don't tell you because they're so caught up on the fact that their kids are no longer small and i get it yes but it's okay to like not like momming or parenting or daddying it's okay to not like every it. day every day it's okay if you are at certain stages and phases that are wearing you down and you're like i cannot wait till this is over it is okay and when they get out of it guess what there's something else right up behind it so like take that pressure off yourself and i wish that i knew that because i do you know like and especially being an older mother Although I don't look a day over 25. I can confirm that. I can confirm that. You do not. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> but like being an older mother, there's a lot of like taxation upon the body and mind. Oh, that is just like, 
oh my goodness, I can't enjoy this right now. And then it's like sometimes you put yourself to bed and, you know, you put yourself to bed and you're like, oh, and you like look through like your pictures of your kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> all day long. You're like, ah, and then you get to bed. You're like, oh, I oh, I love that moment. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But just like. I wish someone had told me that, like, it's okay to not like it. Yeah. A lot of the times. It's okay. Because you'll be out of it soon. Like, you'll... Totally. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. And I think when you can acknowledge that, then it won't be so heartbreaking, maybe, when you do see, like, little kids, when your kids are older. It may not... If you <laughs> give yourself that space and grace to be like, ah, oh, man, this sucks right now, then later on, you're like, you know what? That is a very precious time, but I get it. I wish that more people would have come up to me in those like times and like, are you okay? (laughs) You know, well, you're in the trenches in the trenches. Yes. And I think part of that is, you know, like you said, everything passes and you go on to the next thing. So those parents who have older kids and who don't have littles at home anymore, they have the benefit of hindsight which is amazing right, they can exactly. look back right but they also have the benefit of our brains flushing bad memories <laughs> which right. i think is good all the hard parts of having littles and what they're left with a lot of the time not all the time everybody's different but what they're left with is the, the times that they miss you right, know the times that they cherish it's only human i get it yes yes oh no and i'm agreeing with you like They are reminding you of the beauty of the time you're in. But when you're in the trenches and experiencing the stuff that's not so beautiful, it's okay to acknowledge that, too. Totally. It's not that great. It's not that great. (laughs) It's not always that great. (laughs) It's hard. Sometimes my kid cannot go to bed soon enough. (laughs) Exactly. There are those days. There are those days. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, what I would give to just go to Newark and get myself on a plane to (laughs) Jamaica One way ticket Yeah No plans to come back But then you're right You have that feeling And you can't wait for your kid To go to bed And then you get in your own bed And you snuggle down And cuddle up to your phone (laughs) (laughs) To look at pictures Of the kid who just went to sleep Because your heart aches for them (laughs) It's such a conundrum It is a conundrum (laughs) I am banging the conundrum drum (laughs) I love space and grace I like that I think I need to say It's a good one right Yeah, give yourself some space and some grace. When we get back, we are going to talk about something that I think a lot of us have learned here in Toddler World, which is they are always listening. Huh, Mama? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and just saying everything. Oh, we're going to get into it when we get back after this break. (laughs) Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, 
possibility and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. And now we look into the future and tell your fortune back to school edition from toddler purgatory in this crystal ball i see a single shoe it is time for the bus but your child can't find its match oh i see that you bought six pairs of shoes so this wouldn't happen but alas it did not work your child still cannot locate a match for the shoe on his foot it is hopeless at some point in early fall a sandwich will be lost in your car on the way to school you'll find the sandwich several months later This event cannot be prevented, so prepare yourself for it mentally and grab some air freshener. I see a vision in the crystal ball. It's it's a stained hand-me-down item that your child wears to school, and it comes home with her every day. But alas, the first time you send her to school in a brand new purple jacket you paid full retail price for, it will disappear forever. It is not in the lost and found. (laughs) Don't even bother looking. Your child, yes, the oldest. They keep assuring you that they're old enough and responsible enough to bring a phone to school. No, this this is a lie. They're not old enough or responsible enough. Good luck. I see that your child will need an elaborate hairdo or costume for a theme day at school. Well, that sounds fun. Even though they will know this is needed for two weeks beforehand, they'll tell you about this need at 9 p.m. the night before they need it. Ooh, I see tears. Lots of parent tears. Your child, the one who's been waking up at 6.15 every single day of the summer? The moment school begins, the same child will be fast asleep at 7 a.m. He'll be mad at you for waking him up each day. Yes, oh, I see. So much anger. Uh, Oh, they're yelling. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, that hurts my ears. Ouch. And this has been We Look Into the Future and Tell Your Fortune. Back to school edition. From Toddler Purgatory. Hey, everybody. We're talking about things nobody told us. Ugh, nobody told me that. Gosh! <laughs> One thing nobody really talks about is that they are always listening. Always. Ugh! Even when you think they're not, they are. And I don't know how their ears, I guess in our old age, our ears have been like worn down so we miss things and their ears are like, (laughs) you know, high powered NASA devices still. (laughs) Like, what is happening? Um, One of our listeners, Sarah, says, I like to listen to 90s music sometimes and I didn't realize how much my daughter was paying attention to the lyrics until she told me randomly one day that there are scrubs and she doesn't want one. (laughs) That's right, girl. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. And TLC was correct. Yes, thank you, TLC, for (laughs) giving my child this important (laughs) lesson. That is hilarious. It's so funny. They're funny with, like, the music lyrics, too, like that. Oh, yeah. My son, he loves that Bruno Mars Uptown funk you up. Ooh, good song. But he don't say funk. He says the (laughs) other thing. He says the word yeah so it's it's very and we can't get him to change like we try so hard and he's just like he's in it up town beep up up town beep up and like no no not it's not yeah it's 
Mm-mm. Yeah, so it's great. I mean, at least he likes that's a jam, though. That is a jam. It is a well, so is no scrubs. I mean, come on. That is a classic jam. That's true. You know, we're trying to partially because of you, Blair. Mm. Or I say we, it's me. I haven't really talked to my husband about this, <laughs> but in the car, I'm trying to like, oh, look. A classical music station just happens to be on, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my son's not having it. He just goes, <laughs> no, wait, right now it's Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles he wants to hear. Oh, yes. Or he wants to hear rock and roll. Yes. And that's how he says it. He goes, Mama, not this music. There's no words. There's no words. And I'm like, ugh. He's not wrong. Yeah, he's not having it. And then, of course, the other thing about when they're always listening is not just music. Yeah. It is they are listening to your conversations. They are just spreading the knowledge of preschool. <laughs> what are those teachers hearing about my home life? That's everything. <laughs> One of our listeners, Seema, says they will spill all the tea on everything that happens in your world. And it's very true. All of it. That's all I got. <laughs> And of course, at the dinner table, my son, my husband will be filling me in on work or vice versa. And my son alternates with, can you include me? Which is so sweet and heartfelt. Oh, T. I know we're not including him, but we're talking about things that are boring, which I think is kind of what he's talking about. And the other thing he'll say is, oh, boring business, boring (laughs) business. So funny. I mean, for a four-year-old, I'm sure it is boring. It's so boring. Here's one thing, Molly, that no one tells you. The constant interrupting. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That sends me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Not going to lie. It sends every single time my husband and I are trying. And it's always when we're trying to have like a serious conversation where we need. Oh, of course. Right. When we need to like get something out. Because, of course, by the end of the day, I have forgotten everything and I'm too tired to even open my mouth. <laughs> All I have the ability to do is just like use my finger to scroll. Yeah. But it's always when my husband and I have something important to say to each other. And it's like, hey, mom, mom, mommy, mommy, ah, mommy. Yeah. It's like, can I please have a conversation with your father? Like, uh, is you talking about me? <laughs> no, because you are his world. So he assumes that he is your world. Exactly. Which is, you know, so sweet, but so wrong on some levels. It is. I feel like my son was so much better about (laughs) when he used to listen to me. (laughs) He was so much better about like saying, excuse me. Oh, yes. You know, like when he was like two and a half, three years old. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. And now it's, he does not care. He does not have time to say, excuse me. And it's just, mom, mom. And then finally I go, D, we have to say this thing. And he goes, don't yell at me. And I'm like, you have been interrupting me for the last three and a half minutes. I just, same thing. Like we are figuring out like life logistics right now. And it's so important, you know. Hush. Same way. Stop. What? (laughs) What? And it's always like, for me, like my head, it has officially exploded. What? Um, Oh, I just want to, I just want to say, I love you. It's like, oh, oh man. Got me. Oh, Oh, I just want to say, I love you. That is so sweet. It's so sweet. And, but it happens all the time. And then I'm just like, oh, okay. I love you too, buddy. Okay. Now I just, uh, can I finish talking daddy? Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, of course. I'm sorry, mom. I was like, oh. Now he's cool as a breeze. Calm down, mom. But here's the thing about talking about getting it out and the difference between, you know, the kids talking when they're two and a half and now is how hard it is when they're learning to speak. Britt, one of our listeners, says that one thing nobody ever told her was that I would be a 24-7 translator. (laughs) No one understands them but you. Sorry, Dad. It's true. It's so true. (laughs) It's so true. Like, even with the bad guys. Like... Oh, bad guy pants? Yeah. Took me a while to figure out what bad guys were. And then I finally figured it out. And then it's like, now I have to translate to people when she's on the playground commenting people on their bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) She means your pants. She means your pants. Your pants. She means your pants. Don't worry. She's just talking about your pants. She's a big pant lover. She just doesn't know that they're called pants. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And those early days are hard. So hard. Like a big theme in the Facebook thread was sometimes when your toddler is talking to you and you don't understand them, both of you are trying so hard and it is just not happening. And it can be really hard. Yeah. And especially it's not so much. There's something that's really like fascinating. And it's that thing that's like you won't know until you're a mom with communicating with your kids is like when they're babies, it's like that Insta mom thing where you understand their whines and cries. And it's just it's automatic. And it's something that's really just like, for me, not to get too existential, but it's like really super beautiful. And like, I love that part about being a mother and that connection, that bond, that that natural just like just comes out like literally as soon as that baby came out, I was like, oh, hey, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. No, you want some milk? I got it. Yeah, I got you. Got you. Oh, you want to be hell? Okay, yeah, I got you. Don't worry. Diaper change. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just so beautiful and fascinating. So then all of that goes out of the window. And it's like when they're trying to find their words and they can't. And it's, oh, it really is like super heartbreaking. Yes. And then you have the breakthroughs. Like we have this video of Dee when he was, I think, like 22 months old and he's figuring stuff out, you know. And he pointed to, he's talking to my friend Jess and he's pointing to the coffee table. And she says, oh, what's that coffee table? And he goes, no, Mega Dean. Megadine. He said magazine. <laughs> Megadine. Megadine. And I was like, oh, that's so great. Like, I didn't even know he knew what that was. But they're always listening. So, of course, he did. <laughs> they're always listening. <laughs> they know. They surely do know. Well, here's a fun thing that I thought about you, Blair. Sabrina, one of the listeners who chimed in on the Facebook page, said, if you have two, they will most likely develop their own language. Good luck figuring it out. Oh my God. Have you had this yet? Is that coming? Is that a thing? I can't deal. I can't deal. I can't deal. Oh my gosh. Their own language? Yes. <gasps> uh-uh. Not yet. I hope that never happens because I'm already like trying to decipher what the two-year-old is trying to say a lot of the times. Yeah. And now if they get their own language going, I'm out. I'm out. Going to Jamaica. You know, my sister is four years older than me. And my parents, we didn't develop our own language. I have, I remember friends, like I remember there were these two sisters at camp and they had their own language. We didn't have our own language, but there was something where my parents could literally look, we'd be sitting at the dinner table. They would look down at their plate, take a bite of salad. And by the time they looked up, me and my sister Jenny would be laughing so hard (laughs) that we couldn't breathe. Tears running down our faces. And I remember both my parents being like, wait, what? Like, what happened? (laughs) They didn't hear us say anything. Nothing visual happened that made us laugh. 
I can't even explain it, but it is kind of a sibling thing. We just, and you know, we fought a lot too. We are sisters, but I do remember those moments when we were clutching our sides and my parents were like, I looked away for one <laughs> second. Nothing happened, but you both got whatever it was and now you can't stop laughing. Wow. I mean, if that's what I have coming, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun because your brother's a lot older than you, right? Yeah, yeah. He's 13 years old than me. So, yeah, so I didn't have. That's different. Yeah, I didn't have that. But yeah, great. Can't wait for mine too to just start laughing at me at the dinner table as if I'm not already a little bit uh, self-conscious enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it brings them together, right? Isn't that, don't they say, you know, a common adversary or a common thing? That you're both up against closer together. Totally. <laughs> That's going to be you. I'm fine with it. Oh, dang. Bring it. <laughs> and another thing, a really wonderful positive thing that came up in the Facebook thread, and also I think Blair and I can attest to in our own lives, that you just, nobody ever told you how they are so funny. So funny. Of their own accord. Yes, they're always listening. Yes, they're, you know, sometimes they're you know, mini-me's in some way. But if you can look past that stuff and then as they develop who they actually are on their own, holy bananas, <laughs> they are so funny. So funny. A great tip. Nobody ever told Christina, one of our listeners says, keep post-it notes on hand to jot down the funny stuff that comes out of their mouths. You can stick them in that undone baby book. And even if you never finish the baby book, you will still have some of those memories saved. That's smart. That's really smart. That's smart. There's actually an app. Of course, I haven't downloaded or used it, but there's an app where you can do that. It's like as soon as your kid says something or you can like record them saying it and it uploads all the things for you, which I think is really into it, into a book, which is so, so I have a funny story when my older one was about. He's probably about like one and a half. <laughs> we were moving and we had all of uh, our chairs from uh, getting redone from our dining room table. And so he kept playing like around it. And I kept saying, listen, you're going to hit your head. You got to be careful. And sure enough, he clocked his head on the table. And I go, man, you have to duck if you're going to go under the table. And he's like tears in his eyes. He goes, <laughs> Whack. <laughs> You're like, that's exactly what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. You have to you have to quack like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they're just so not on purpose. Hilarious. Another one of our listeners, Laura, explaining to her son what allergies were. She says, <laughs> he said he is allergic to the water he drinks. When I asked him what it does to him, he said, it makes me want to throw my body in the garbage. <laughs> That's it. That's one for the post-it. That's it. That's just what it does, mom. Oh, gosh. You know what? I think one of the biggest things, which I loved so much that she put this into words, our listener Nicole said, nobody ever told her, is that your children are there to remind you to see the world through their eyes. Oh. She says they're big imaginations. They're big loves, right? Oh, come on, Nicole. Come on, Nicole. You got me. All right. You got me in my tiny little Grinch ticker. My cold, dead heart. No. (laughs) That barely beats. Let me tell you something. Nicole is darn right. She is right. They're big emotions that we're dealing with. They're big roadblocks. They're big no's. Right? Mm -hmm. N-O all the time. That is all part of the bigness of how they feel and their bigness of how they see the world. What a great reminder for us all. 
Yeah. And the thing along with it, the thing that nobody tells you is that you will have these moments of literally just sitting there and looking at your child and seeing them just discover or like I sit and watch my kids watch TV. I know it's weird. Don't judge me. But I like watch their eyes and I watch their expressions and how they're taking in things. And it's just like the amazingness of what you create is pretty dope. Yes. And the fact that there's really not much effort, really, truly, in like this kid, like coming into this world on your part, you know, you just have to like keep your feet up. Don't eat too much salt, (laughs) amongst other things. But it's just being a parent and seeing the world through their eyes and just them being in your presence sometimes is really just a magical out of this world experience. Mm -hmm. And, And you know what? It's enough. And... Something else that they don't tell you is that you are everything that your kid needs. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. Always. And they don't look to anyone else except for you to like be that. And you are that. And you're enough. Always. Even when you're tired. And That's true. You're going to be tired a lot. <laughs> you're going to be real sleepy. <laughs> I'm tired right now. I'm going to take a nap after this. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening hanging out with us today on Toddler Purgatory. We love talking to you all. We love talking to each other. We love the fact that you all are listening in on what we got to say. If you haven't already, go ahead and click on that subscribe button. Do it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and come hang out with us again. We love talking about kids. (laughs) Yes. And we hope that you've like learned some things and that we gave you the real deal on what nobody tells you. And uh, listen, yep, it's a journey. It's not a race. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
then you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.